Hello and welcome to Comment Below, a podcast where we talk about the news and topics of the week, but more importantly, what has been commented below. We delve into the mess that is our social media finding stories you may or may not have been talking about this week. Isn't that right, Ben? That's correct, Alex. We ask questions on all our social medias, such as this one. What is one of the most embarrassing ways you have injured yourself? Oh, well, like Ben Stiller did in, um, what was it, the thing about Mary when he trapped his penis in his fly? Just something like I've that. I've not seen that. Have you not seen that film? The only thing I've seen is him at dinner, like putting something in his hair or something. Oh, that's the famous cum scene. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, funny enough, we were talking about jacking off just before we started the show. <laughs> uh, yes, we were. Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> well, you were. Just you're now pretending that you weren't for your modesty in case someone you, someone you know might be watching. Um, yeah, he was he was jacking off in front of the mirror for his date with Mary. Right. And um, he he came, mm-hmm. didn't know where the cum had gone. He didn't realise it was on the end of his ear. She thought it was gel. She then put it in her hair and that's why her hair sticks up. There you go for anyone who's never seen that. So is that what your story is? It? What, that I, I came to his hair? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't have, I don't think I have an embarrassing I remember once when I was a kid. I remember once when I was a kid, and I was I was. Uh, Aries are cool social services. Yeah. I remember I was wiping my um, bum, right, and there was like blood God. and the toilet paper. Okay. I was very young. I was like five or six, and I remember calling my dad, and, and my dad was like, "No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's probably because the toilet paper is a bit rough." There you go. Very posh. To delve into. But it wasn't posh, was it? It was like that the toilet posh paper boy can't cope with rough. <laughs> you know that toilet paper, that really thin, like really kind of like it's just like it's like greaseproof paper so actually when you wipe yourself with the toilet paper it, instead of right. cleaning you it kind of right. smears it no they, they used to have that in the first two minutes of the episode and you're talking toilet humor yeah. you started it by saying well i started it by saying something about me well abby commented <laughs> well we're moving on um and she said tripped over my own bootleg jeans i wonder what year this was and fell down an entire flight of stairs while holding a full composting bin in one hand and a bag of recycling in the other. Landed at the bottom, surrounded by empty tins and vegetable peelings all over me. Oh dear. I um, fell off the kitchen side trying to get a biscuit once and broke my arm. Well, you were climbing to the top of the cupboard to get yeah, there. to reach for the biscuit tin. Mm-hmm. Fell off, plop. Who, who found you or did no one find you? No one. My brother fell off. Um, uh, we were in a bunk bed when we were staying in a caravan. Uh, years ago, when we were kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. And my brother fell off the top bunk when he was asleep. And he's still got a scar on the corner of his eye where he fell backwards. Was that Butlins, was it? Was that? No, I can't remember what it was. It was Centipede Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think Isle of White? It probably was the Isle, Isle of, of White. White. I think it might have been Whiteley Bay. Yeah. Do you know Whiteley Bay very well? No, is that Isle of White? We went somewhere around the way so. there, like an old prison camp turned into a... <laughs> it was really horrible. I remember that. With a lot of people, a lot of it, it could be argued that the Isle of Wight is one big prison mm-hmm. camp. Oh, sorry for anyone who's listening from the Isle of Wight. Of course, I don't mean it. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. They got the need. They got those sands. You know those sands when you can have the different color sands and you can fill up different. Yeah, you bottles. put it in a bottle, don't you? Yeah, and you fill up all the different colors. Or you, could, or you could have one which is the shape of the Isle of Wight. That's mm-hmm. the one I picked. And then they plug it with like some kind of like play-doh-y cork thing. Yeah, but it's not a cork. It's kind of like a. It's like clay. And they can mm. plug it in, and then you have to come back like half an hour later, which was a ploy, really, for the, you to go and go off, spend more money elsewhere, and then come back and then get your. Where was that? Allen Bay, Allen Key. I'm can't, I can't think of that. It's where the the Black Gang China is the only thing. I no, Black Gang China. I love Black Gang China, but a lot of that's fallen into the sea now. 
Mr. Blobby was there, was it? No, Mr. Blobby wasn't there. That oh, was Wrinkly Bottom, and that was in Cornwall, I think. That was near the... No, there was an upside-down Mr. Blobby room somewhere on the Isle of Wight. No, I think you've made that up. I haven't. You I don't think. It. I don't think Noel Edmonds it was would have down. No Edmonds would never have allowed to license Mister Blobby in such a way. I'm sure he wouldn't have done that. Not at all. Not in a million years. Hey Ben, I've got something to ask you. Would you order a pizza from Audi Delivery because they're now delivering pizzas, cooked pizzas for four pounds? You mentioned this in Cardiff, Edinburgh, and Manchester as a trial run, including delivery, including delivery, undercutting Domino's by. About four times less because Domino's is about sixteen pounds for a pizza unless you get a discount code. Which of course, why would you? That's not going to make any money though. What? Who are they paying? Are they paying the delivery drivers or what? Well, I don't really understand it. I don't understand it. But they're they're trialing it. They're, it's Audi-owned brand pizzas, but obviously as which you know, yummy. which are yummy. But also as you know, Audi tend to kind of clone other brands that look like. So they do like um, Audi do their own kind of like. McDonald's. Double, yeah, double cheeseburgers, and they do their own KFC, and they and they look like uncannily like the brand. Their own knickknacks now. They're called Nibble Nobbles. Nibbly Nobbly. Like yeah. They're really nice actually as well. Um, Long yeah. Audi. Yeah, good old Audi. But would you would you order an Audi pizza for pounds? I'm not going to say no, but I just find it questionable. Like, who's going to be doing this work? Like, because they don't even do food delivery, Audi. So how are they going to? Well, you can order food online to pick it up from Audi. Maybe mm. that's what it is. Maybe they don't maybe deliver it. Maybe you go to Audi and pick it up and it's cooked already. But then they would need, surely, they, they wouldn't have just like a hot point in the corner of the room, would they, just to put a few pizzas in? They'd need an industrial size oven of some sort. But then they've got the stock in store, haven't they? Yeah, they don't even have cooking areas in there, so... Yeah, it's not like our, uh, Lidl, is it, where they have their own bakery? See, they have their own large ovens in... I find this very odd. Right, well, there's been a lot of news, hasn't there, this week? Mm-hmm. A lot of news um, in 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 the UK. But because Ben gets uh, a little bit of a chub on when he talks about Dan Wooten, I thought we'd like uh, bring Dan Wooten into the mix again this week. <laughs> it's breaking news, it's fast happening. Mm-hmm. Now, in fear of us becoming a GB News <laughs> podcast... Because well, they may not be around for much longer, so... That's true, so we are honouring them by doing this, I feel. Uh, this week, um, all based on an interview, not an interview, it was a discussion that was on the BBC, Politics Live, on the 25th of September. A comedian, Jeff Norcott, has a book, and he, in the book, dis- discusses male suicide, and he says that it's perhaps something that doesn't get a lot of discussion, especially in Parliament. One of the guests on the uh, panel was a, a woman called Ava Evans, she did disagree with him, but she said that there's also issues in the same kind of ilk for women too. And so to have like to single out just men, maybe you should discuss it with women as well. Mm-hmm. And Jeff kind of argued, yes, I, I'm not debating that. But at the same time, I think that there's the issue that we need, we do need to focus on male suicide. That is much far higher than it is uh, than it is for the, for women. Um, and, it, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, stigmatism around like talking, men talking to one another about their problems. Anyway, it was even so we watched it and it was a I know, because like there was this big point. hoo-ha afterwards from the Dan Woodson show and it's yes. like this huge thing. And it's like, well, where's a diss for this typical In- their show? It's like mm. this he's already got some weird vendetta against this woman somewhere. So mm. he's found waited for her to say a sentence mm-hmm. and then that's it. I'm gonna do a whole topic subject of her. So that's obviously what happened. But yeah, the subject was really they weren't arguing, they weren't disagreeing no. with each other. There was nothing It was a debate. Yeah, it was just very normal conversation debate, which wasn't really that Lunchtime Electric. on BBC One. Yeah. yeah. It's just so, um, typical 
politics live it is fodder. I, mean, but I, I do find funny that this is the thing that has like taken this is Lawrence his death down Dan Wilson down <laughs> possibly GB News and it's like if you see some more things that GB News has been airing the past two years mm. this actually isn't uh, unusual for what they do and probably isn't the worst thing that they've been saying on there there's been loads of things that they've been saying conspiracy theories like Bev Turner laughing about people dying in oh yeah very heat yeah. like there's loads of things that they've been saying, like that weird vicar, fake vicar man who says all sorts of weird things. The guy trans hosted Coast. Um, yeah, he says, he says like that, um, Holocaust doesn't exist. Holocaust doesn't exist. So this like, is all on GB News yeah, in the UK. Yeah, this isn't actually like mm. the worst thing GB no. News has done, but it seems <laughs> to have caught on somehow because the woman, Ava, tweeted it, didn't she? Because she saw that they talked about her on GB News and she tweeted saying, apparently this has been said, I've not been asked for comment or reply or yeah. anything. But it's like, it's just weird that this is the thing that sort of picked up and all the media were kind of like, it seems like they've been waiting for an excuse and like, oh, this is it. Yeah. So they said they're excuse to a load of other awful things. But, you know, if it happens, it, I'm happy that it's happening. Yeah, you're happy. You're kind of happy that it is happening. Which um, is just odd that it was, this was the thing that was did it. Well, Dan Wooten and Lawrence Fox basically on Dan's uh, wontons uh, uh, program on d- d- evening show, whatever. What's it called? Unbiased. What a no spin. Or whatever. No spin. All, no bias. <laughs> no bias. All crap. Um, he he had Lawrence Fox, who's also um, kind of made a name for himself for being a little bit of a madman. Let's yeah, well, say. he got divorced and then went a bit nutty. He, he made comments he on women. Newsnight. He made comments on Newsnight mm. um, about what, four or five years ago. He got called out for those comments. And instead of apologising for it, he's kind of doubled down on it and now made it his personality yeah. to like kind of like people who go on about it. On GB News. They... Yeah. They say something, refuse to apologise, say they've been cancelled, well get a GB show on you. Yeah, get this a is, show on GB News. Yeah. But this is well before GB News. Mm. Lawrence Fox had decided to double down on it and use it as his means of earning money because mm-hmm. he's constantly saying, like, oh, when I was an actor, because he was an actor. Um, when I was an actor, I was, I was offered millions to do these roles and I turned them all down because now I want to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing is, Lawrence Fox and Dan Wooten can't use the excuse of mainstream media trying to bring them down because that would mean that then the show that they were originally on would be considered to be mainstream media. I think they couldn't say that, but Lawrence oh, Fox is. Oh, of course he is. So the thing he said that he wasn't doing is now what he's doing in defence to what he had done. So, so you know, it, it's typical nonsense. So Dan Wood and Lawrence Fox have been very misogynistic, made lots of comments about Ava um, on the news programme. It, it went... Like wildfire over social media, people were fuming. Like there was no one in the right, on the left, mm. in the centre. No one endorsed it. No one did. There was the, obviously the odd one or two, but most people were like, Dan Wooshin didn't endorse it. He he tweeted he tweeted his first tweet morning. His expose. That's right. I didn't actually think this. I've contacted Ava. He tried to phone her loads of times apparently, but she wouldn't pick up because she didn't want to. She said that he left a voice message for her that sounded like what he tweeted. And she said she didn't want to speak to him and accept it because she wasn't sure whether what he was saying is true because it's Dan Wooten. Mm. Lo and behold, the next day, Lawrence Fox then does another expose on his own people. And it's like, okay, so she was right. Dan Wooten was not being... Um, oh, he's a sly little fox. Surprise. And he's a liar. Oh, what a surprise. Well, let's let's remember. Yeah, let's go from the beginning because there's lots of strands. There's lots of strands here. Yeah. So, yeah, so because this is now developed into a lot of infighting now between uh, Dan Wooten and uh, Lawrence Fox and GB News and now the Daily Mail are getting involved because... It's breaking news. It's fast happening. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> Dan Wonton was obviously with Daily Mail. Uh, they had suspended him already over the allegations of... What's the newspaper called or the news... 
Oh, yeah. Byline Times. Byline Times, who, yeah. who had released about a month ago uh, uh, a string three, of articles. Yeah, three-year investigation. Yeah. And it was a string of articles they kept dropping all the time, <laughs> each one worse than the last one mm-hmm. for Dan w- w- Wooten. And it was basically allegations of sexual mischiefance. Yeah, blackmail, all sorts. And mm-hmm. Dan Wooten started a crowdfunder to help pay for his lawyer fees. Because he's earning six hundred no, no, a year. But he used a website where they How don't Trump of they it. don't make you use the money for the cause. Mm. Which was interesting. But that's now been taken down everywhere. Well it's paid his mortgage, so he's Well, he only got thirty thousand of his hundred and fifty thousand target. <laughs> but he's taken that down, so that's gone as well. So it's that's, all that's good. I'm glad. It's falling apart. So before we go into like, like the, the infighting, mm-hmm. before uh, Dan the next morning kind of put out a statement before then uh, Lawrence Fox then kind of said well your statement isn't true and here's the reason why and then showed him the notes for why it wasn't true gave him the evidence um, Jeff Norcott who's the guy this all started with this discussion between Jeff and Ava on Politics Live on BBC had tweeted and said this is the comment so this is why it's called comment below uh, Ava this is awful to watch obviously you and I disagree strongly I'd like to take up your conversation of developing this in the future any insulting online reaction to you or any other panelist draws focus away from the dialogue which ironically is what they were claiming to be angry about in the first place so really really like good response by Jeff he's basically saying that like you know it was just a discussion this has been blown out of proportion Obviously, on purpose by Wooten and Fox, they didn't realise what would ha- it would go as far as it did. But Fox main... was saying, "I wouldn't shag you in a pub." It's basically what it boiled down to, and it's like, mm. really, well, misogyny, which is disgusting. yeah, it's like that's what it... yeah. we have to listen to. Trisha Paytas, she always says, mm. "You can insult me, insult intelligence, insult argument, but when you start doing, you know, saying I'm fat, I'm ugly." Mm. That's the lowest of the low because it doesn't mean anything. No, of course Go not. for the argument where you're there to make. But then that's him, to, that's basically described them to a T, the exactly. base level of, they have nothing to discuss, they have nothing mm. to argue about. And that's what, you know, Jeff Norcott has said. It's like the whole point of us having this discussion was meant to be talking about whether male representation in mental health care is good enough to be held up to say, you know, it, you know it's helping people. But no, it's got lost now because this whole nonsense that, you know, Lawrence Fox decided to start sl- slagging off mm. a woman for being a woman, essentially. He's like, oh, how dare you? Mm. And how it's just a thing to do with the conversation, saying, mm. you know, if I met you in a pub, I wouldn't shag you. It's like, well, really? Well, it's, What's it's that basic. adding to anything? And Dan Wood is there, like a <laughs> No, laugh dead behind the like Donkey Kong yeah. at the top of the scaffold of the first fucking screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but so then this went on then. Dan Wood said like, oh, I didn't know he was going to say that. Of course I wouldn't endorse what they would say, all this yeah. and the other. Forgetting that this was actually documented on videotape of him sat there laughing his little <laughs> face off. And Lawrence Fox then posted the receipts that he had had this dis- before they went on air they had already had this discussion with the producers with the producers about yeah. what they were going to talk about so Fox had already told them that he was going to say basically slag, off, slag yeah. her off and afterwards he has a tweet from Dan w- 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 a message saying um, basically saying like oh you made you made everyone sweat in the gallery I love it when you do yeah he's making me laugh laughing yeah. face so and that was after it aired. So yeah. he's sly, sly little fox. We didn't know anything less about Dan Wooten, mm-hmm. but of course he's a sly little fox. And so this is caused now. But it, yeah, but it's just amazing that it didn't take, it took less than three hours because Fox, <laughs> Fox cause Lawrence Fox woke up, tweeted saying, everyone, don't jump on Dan, it's not his fault. Mm. Three hours later, Dan does the 
apology basically saying he doesn't agree with what Lawrence Fox said. And then Lawrence Fox then sends the WhatsApp messages. And now all the other presenters on GB News who still want their cash cow to come in because they pay very well over there somehow, we don't know how, they are now sort of jumping on and you're either sort of siding with the producers and your boss or you're siding with Lawrence Fox. Well, I can tell you straight away why they're getting paid so well is because it's money from outside the UK by lots of right-wing... GB News. Millionaires who basically want to control the um, conversation in the country so that they continue earning tax-free money for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, but it's still GB News, despite them being funded outside of the UK by mm-hmm. many, many different sources. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know Juliet Hart Brewer is Talk TV, but she jumped on the thing and said what Lawrence Fox said was bad. And he then replied saying, you're just the mouthpiece <laughs> being paid to say what you are. Didn't take long. Funny how we just, they just, just eat each other. They, they, yeah. People talk about the left eating each other all the time because liberal, like the liberal left, always sort of jump on other left and say you're not left enough. And they, it's like a thing they eat each other. But this is just it's like wildfire. It's gone. No, the right are much more worse mm. for this kind of stuff. Look, well, look at the Conservative Party. How they've like fallen out and gotten to like, plaster themselves together with you know sticking band aids and something other. They they. It's all about it's all about it's all about being right, isn't it? With the with the right, and it's just it's just a, it's a really. I mean, it's fun to watch them kind of all falling out with each other at the moment on social media. But at the same time, it's like these are the weak-minded, nonsense people who we that a lot of people hold up to a claim, and yeah, it's frightening that people do do that. This shows how weak they're. Mm. This is it's Jimmy News's fault for creating this channel, which is like. We're free speech. You can say what you want. <laughs> so now the, when they actually have to investigate something or sack someone or suspend someone, they just go off the rails. But this is the funny thing because GB News has done this in the past. Remember that guy very early on? He yeah. went down on his knee because mm. he supported Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And GB News then said, oh, no, that's a, that's out of our guidelines. And it's yeah, like that was no, okay to them. That's freedom of speech. Yeah. yeah, but this is it. This is it. So, you, you know, they're not out of the of the rules at all you know Ofcom are finally investigating them because there are standards in the UK for how television broadcast journalism should be presented mm. and it's 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 mad to me that it's taken them so long you were telling me that there's a rumour now that GB News have decided that they might when their licence expires for a digital TV licence as in they are allowed to broadcast they're going to just block it all together and start just broadcasting on YouTube Obviously, that's like the Wild West. You can pretty much do what you like, so long as you don't like salute the Nazi salute or anything like that. Which, again, I wouldn't put out the rounds of possibility with some of the presenters on GB News. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lawrence Fox went on to Mark Mark Dolan as well because he stepped in. Mark Dolan, what brilliant news presenter, Mark Dolan, who was a comedian apparently. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he went off on him, and the only one who I've seen support him from the team is the fake vicar. What's his name? Simon Robinson. Oh, I don't know. He's a prat. He's a He's a fucking idiot. But um, he's supporting Lawrence Fox, so... Well... But apparently, neither of them are going to be seen back on that channel. It's the rumours. Well, that's the rumours. We we know for sure, as I said, that Dan Wooden has been fired. He had been suspended from the mail, uh, the mail, mail online, <laughs> uh, right, writing an article. He has now been outright fired. I mean, if you've upset the mail, which is literally just one step before you get to GB News, mm-hmm. then you're in trouble. I know. Because at the end of the day, they have to remember, and I think Elon Musk knows this kind of as well, hence why he's going to start subscribing uh, his users for X. They still need to make money from advertising. 
Despite mm-hmm. GB News hemorrhaging money because they can because of all the millionaires, at the end of the day, they still want to make money. They still yeah, want to make some money eventually. Those billionaires are want, going to want yes. something. They're going to want some return. And they're not uh, getting the ratings, so they need. But they're not getting the ratings. <laughs> Every time uh, they seem to get some advertisements, but who's that woman with the red lipstick who had that rant because they, they someone had called out? She, I don't know yeah, her name. She, she was like going, well, how dare people start saying that you're not allowed to advertise on GB News? It's like, well, people won't advertise on GB News because brands Free don't speak. want to be associated with them. People can choose to if they want to. Of course they can, For but most brands don't. <laughs> like, exactly. Because it's, it's, it's a venomous mm. brand. It's not a brand that you want to be associated with. So, And then when they do pull out, like, I think Lawrence Fox was the one who did it, who then calls the company woke and does a buy boycott on that coffee company, and then the coffee company had record profits. Good. So the woke... Uh, there was a really ridiculous headline, this is completely off topic, in the sun today, that, do you know the um, the train line that Rishi wants to scrap? Oh, HS3, HS2, yeah. HS1. The, the um, headline was that it's a woke bridge. What's that it's mean? Woke. It's gone woke. Oh, so the... How's it the gone train work? lines woke? But I don't scrap the woke train line. It's like, oh, it's what so... are you even saying? That doesn't make sense. Exactly. Well, it's because woke train it's line. because the Sun support the Tories. The Tories <laughs> want to scrap HS2, and so the Sun are now finding a reason. A word. <laughs> yeah, some reason, and they think that woke will turn everyone off straight away. They'll be like, oh well, we already said that. So now the Sun has said that. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, please stroke my balls a bit more. Thank you very much. So how is the train line woke? But anyway, that's another subject. How but I just thought like that. Just, this train line. That, it's that word has so much to answer for because that's like Piers Morgan a few years ago was doing that, and now he's on woke watch on his yeah, channel and it's like what is this, this woke fact, thing it's just oh the funny thing is is so that annoying. it's actually complimentary so there's you know it's being said as if it's like an insult but like i'm just like mm. okay fine mm. it's being aware of things that's yeah being aware of the world around you mm. and of people and sympathizing and being caring oh no i hope i don't turn into that <laughs> okay so we've got any comments well we do and mostly they are about um the uh fighting between wooten and Fox. Foxy. 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 I'll make Foxy. At Jilvan2416 said, them fighting to be bottom of the barrel is hilarious. Well, that's it again, mm. isn't it? It's mm. like they're, they're fighting to be the worst of the worst. Mm. <laughs> Which is, again, insane. At uh, Tarnish A. Bramwell says, uh, no integrity for both of them, not even for one another. I always knew they would be each other's downfall. Yeah. And they all will be. Lawrence and basically Lawrence himself had tweeted on X as well. Um, I'm not going down on my own. You're coming down with me to Dan Wooten yeah, well, earlier. So I'm not applauding Lawrence Fox for anything that he does because he's terrible. But I'm glad that he has done that. Well, I'm glad he's done it because he's destroyed both him and Dan himself. Wooten. Yeah, yeah. And, and so him himself, him and Dan Wooten. But um, I mean, silver lining. But the, uh, Lawrence Fox isn't that fussed about it though. Because he's... I bet he is secretly. Oh, of course he is. The, the thing is, that's the thing, isn't it? The more someone screams and moans and cries about something like that, the more they are really upset about it. Yeah. Um, At the time of recording, he has said that he predicts that he'll be fired during a disciplinary on Friday. Mm-hmm. Dan Wooten, we're assuming, is not going to return back. Yeah, so but where see? does Dan go? That's the question. Where does Dan go from here? Rumble. With well, Russell Brand. I'm thinking he's going to... Well, they're losing advertisers since Russell Brand signed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but remember being like that before because we have a friend, yeah. won't say their name, and he or she, they 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 watch uh, Rumble because they come up to us sometimes with their conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. say, "Oh, I saw on Rumble, so it must be true." And we're like, mm, "Careful!" 
Also released today, um, if coincidentally or not, we don't know, is that the BBC had done a review for what uh, people who work for the BBC, either on the contract or even freelance, so even if they kind of just like do an interview or a, sh a show as a guest or anything like that, what they're allowed to tweet or put on social media about their views of the world politically and also just kind of like every day, like, oh, sky's looking very blue today. Uh, this review was taken by ITN ex-chief executive John Hardy, so it's seen as very respectful because ITN is a very good news source as well. It's basically come from the Gary Lineker thing in the last it year. It started because Gary Lineker made that comment about... Uh, Suella. Cruella. Was it her or I thought it was Patel? Oh, it might have been. I think it was One Patel, and he, he linked what she had said to... Uh, basically statements that the Nazi party had said in the 1930s. I think it's Suella Braverman. It's either her or Patel. I'm sure it was. <laughs> one of the same. Yeah. Uh, it's like Wooten and Fox. One of the same. Yeah. Um, and uh, so basically these are the, these are some of the rules that have just come out of the review. Um, uh, most importantly is basically if you work in news, you must stay impartial unless you are showing insight to, an, uh, to a news story. Um, and that was kind of the thing already wasn't it the news reporters that pretty much very I've careful. seen a few occasions where people who have written for the news have kind of lent one way or the other who's the one who does that Sunday show she tends to go a bit blue sometimes doesn't she what Laura Green yeah Kunzberg yeah. flagship programs so what programs are broadcast on the BBC um, examples are The Apprentice and Match of the Day obviously because of Gary Lineker because he hosts the show Go Match of the Day in the UK <laughs> The Apprentice but The Apprentice is Alan Sugar and he has a tendency of doing things as well. Oh, and um, his assistant, Karen, she's a yes, baroness. She's a baroness. While these shows are on air, they should um, not. They should be responsible for their views and not show any political leanings. They must while show, they're on air. While they're on air, they must show proportional restraint. That's what he said. Um, and it should be. And all uh, political views at any time should be short of campaigning. So, for I'm going to say, Alan Sugar can't say. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Sunak is great. You should vote for him. Okay. Mm, he did tweet before vote Boris, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, he's also said that you can express views which are political as viewers prefer people to give their views. However, opinion, the opinion must be through your personality. So, what? Well, again, so a very I, murky rule. So presumably, presumably, it'll be a bit like, like Laura Koonsberg, You're allowed to do it. No, I think it's like I think Gary Lynn because a footballer. So perhaps he could give a view of say the World Cup. Oh, again, being like a guitar. guitar okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gary Lynn did tweet on X and said this is all very sensible. Thumbs up. So Gary Lynn agrees with it. Well, he's so been good. part of making the making this up. I think he's been in talks of. Oh, has he? Oh, okay. Working out good. what to do. Yeah, that's good. But what's, what's, what do you feel about like that? Do you feel like, because this is very BBC-centric. This isn't any other news program. This is any other channel, ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5. They're not news, public. Nothing like that. Yes, they're not publicly funded, which is why they did this review, only for the BBC and related channels, radio and podcasts. But do you think that, because a lot of people are saying that these are pretty much rules that they had there in the first place, but they're just kind of solidifying them and just saying these yeah. they're doing it because it. they wanted to get Gary for it didn't they but mm. when they actually well, no, I don't think the BBC it. did no I just think that all the all the right wing people yeah. were all going oh quickly take him off there as they're watching GB News and having a mm. quick knuckle shuffle at whatever damn win I've been obsessed with masturbation sure this episode it really must be um, but I think it's it's fine they need to be impartial the news presenters but it's, it's a bit weird when it's like Gary Lineker or like 
someone on Strictly Come Dancing. It's like, what, like Claudia and Tess and all the dancers. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Tess Daly. She's so neutral. She doesn't do anything. She wouldn't do anything anyway. She's a bit naughty. I think Claudia Winkleman might have a twinkle in her eye from time to time. Mm. But again, she, her seems to be very silly. But I think, I think you should be allowed to give an opinion. But I don't disagree with the fact that you shouldn't go too far. Obviously, I agree with what Gary Lineker had tweeted that time. Do I think, though, he went too far with his rhetoric? Maybe he did. Maybe he it was a bit insulting. It was a bit like kind of... But it's he, true. He, yes, but he was linking them to the Nazis. No, he wasn't. Well, no, he wasn't. He was linking what she had said to a speech. Similar to, language to, to that he said. Or yeah. the war, yeah. Mm, mm. Oh, come on. But not that, I, not that I don't disagree with him on that fact either. No. But I think he could have... Maybe, maybe he could have presented it a bit more fluffier i guess maybe i don't know but i guess when you're angry and you just get your phone in your hands so ever broman is so awful though that it's hard to not so ever braidman and pretty patel are both some of the scummiest humans on this planet but um but at the same time i don't i would never ever tweet anything horrible about them no but see there was there's an argument there i just said that about pretty patel and Suella, but am i as bad as lawrence fox no, because you're not saying she's so evil I wouldn't go up and shag her in a pub. No, that's true. You're saying she's horrible <laughs> and evil because of this ABC. Her views, her yeah. Things that she's doing. Her political horrible. views. Well, to be fair... I'm getting into on this episode. I saw, I saw a video, I think it was an old video, of her talking about the Metropolitan Police not being able to dance during Pride Parade because it's not meant to be mm-hmm. political. And it's like, it's, it's like, you want your police service. She's like, she wants the police to be respected and liked in the community, right? Yeah. One way of doing that... It's by letting them take part of it, mm-hmm. you know? Silliness. She's not doing it for a few, one or two votes, and she, mm. she's yeah. annoying me. Um, the one comment which cracked me out quickly on, on that story is at Jay Raybone said, people acting like Gary Lineker turned match of the day into question time with a touch of football, <laughs> which I think is true. <laughs> you know, people did overreact maybe a little okay. bit, right. but um, there you go. There's the new BBC That's rules. also like, though, because like when Carol Vorderman said like one thing, mm. they... Like some of the papers dug out an advert she did from the 80s for a business that went bust, and they were like, Oh, Carol's bad at numbers, business goes bust under her. What? I and know, it's like, it's it's, it's so with, with these rules, like that one where it's like you can't do it while the program is on air. Mm. I'm just they're, they're all going to be pouncing and waiting, checking the time someone's tweeted something, checking oh, yeah. to see if their show was aired on some channel somewhere. So it's a bit of like a but is there, there's, again, there's it's a the, weird rule, that one, while well on air. But there is an argument there. There is an argument there that you could argue that people have done the same. Not that I'm defending them, but people have done the same with GB News, where people are watching GB News on purpose to find something so they can then complain about it. Because people are Yeah, but that very rule key. says that they can't tweet a political view while their program's airing. So while, while The Apprentice on, Alan Sugar can't say, vote Rishi Sunak. To be fair, though, some of the things Alan Sugar has said in the past, I would agree that perhaps he should be pulled in for them. You know, he said he he um didn't want to accept his lordship because he only found out recently he has to pay tax in this country. Yes, that was another news. Yes, that was another news recently. And people, but again, people defended him for it. People, working class people, stood up or went on radio and defended him because he wasn't paying tax for services that that working class person could be using. This is how blindsided some people are. And they woke. They need to be more woke. <laughs> <laughs> like Kathy Burke. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so one last story really quickly then at the end. Um, Katy Perry 
has sold her entire music backlog mm. for over $200 million. I mean, this isn't a new phenomenon. Oh, I've seen other artists have done this as well. But yeah, apparently it's like a thing that a lot of people are doing. They're all doing it now. I, I, I don't think they're selling it while they're alive. I think it's when they die, so they're kind of preempting the sale. And I think they're doing. No, it's not. It's like it's a. They'd have it. Oh, is it? There's a, yeah. That's still there. It's like a lump sum money they get. Basically. It makes me laugh though, because Taylor Swift has just spent years <laughs> trying to get her catalogue back mm. from the record company, and there's all these music artists who are now selling it off. I think that's the difference, isn't it? Because right? I, I don't really... It's hard to know why you would do this. Someone did tweet a tweet. I'm rubbing my fingers together for anyone um, who's listening yeah. to this and not watching this on YouTube. <laughs> and they said, someone explain this to me like I'm a two-year-old. So Daddy C says, selling your catalogue is like selling the right to your music. To the buyer, it's like an investment because they'll profit from the royalties from there on for life and they'll probably resell it later on for a better offer. So people, basically, Katy Perry has her back catalogue that she's done. She sold it to a company. For $200 million. $200 million, And then from now on, any royalties those songs make or those music albums make will go to them, not her. So it's like it's like that thing, because like, you say like Taylor Swift has re-recorded all her albums to get, to get the right back. back. Yeah. And it's obviously like, I'm guessing it's the difference between the type of music artist you are or how what music means to you if you're an artist. Yeah, but you say that, but a lot of people who I would argue were very serious artists, like Katy Perry, she's a pop artist, let's be honest, she mm. kind of did it for the... Also, she doesn't really write her... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lady Gaga like, sees each album as like a piece, a of, piece art. of art of her mm. personal diary. Mm. Like, obviously, Katy Perry was thought, I'll oh, just... California girls are so... I mean, I think most of that money for Katy Perry comes from one album, Teenage Dream, because that's the album that has more number ones than Michael Jackson did on Thriller. Like, really? It's the, it's the most... It's the album with most number ones, that, that album, her, her second album. So. Do you think that if they found an old song that Michael Jackson... Because they do this sometimes with, like, Elvis... Or they did release died, didn't they? Well, Michael Jackson. Yeah, it was one song they released a few years after he died. Oh, okay, no, no, now I mean. So oh, if right. they found an old song that Michael Jackson, knowing what we know about Michael Jackson now, like he had a, oh yeah, he was a bit. Oh, I think it was, well, because he paid a lot of them off. Um, I'm not again. I'm not claiming. Don't come at me, the Jackson estate. I'm. This is all. Um, what's the word? Quickly before I get in trouble. Alleged. Allegedly. <laughs> work. I told you. That oh before. no. Um. You know, if he was to release a song, because there were huge Michael Jackson fans still out there, if there was a song was to come out and they said, we just found this in his vault mm. <laughs> with a skeleton of a small boy. No, in his vault. And he, and they re-released it, remastered it, kind of used AI to make his voice like sound like Michael Jackson. So they so it sound like Michael Jackson was singing it. Do you think it would sell? Do you think it would do so well? Or people would be a bit yeah, like, ooh, Michael Jackson? So. Do you think? Hmm. Because just... a lot of radio stations don't play his music now. Yeah, they don't do that. There was a time where they did. I used to hear Michael Jackson pretty much every half an hour on He's the played though, no. So. Not really. Michael Jackson's music, I'm sorry to say. Well, I'm not sorry to say. I'm, I'm, I think his music is excellent. His music is fantastic. But it's... Mm. Speaking it's, of Michael Jackson... It's hard a little bit. And um, on this, did you know that he bought the Beatles back catalog? I did know that oh, because so he, he made friends with Paul McCarthy and then he bought it behind Paul McCartney's bag. Mm, and it. And, yep, and Paul McCartney and then... Broke friendship with him. Yeah, it happened in the 80s, my memory says me, right? So, um, and there's a big list, long list of people who have done this. So, Bob Dylan sold all of his. Yeah, that's what I mean. Bob Dylan, he's a really respected artist. Mm. But then he's much older than Katy Perry. Stevie Nicks, that surprised me. But she's older too. Whitney Houston. She's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> the Killers. 
They've sold all of their releases up to 2020. Wow. Shakira sold all of her. Shakira, Shakira. Blondie. So this is like a normal practice. It's really odd. Justin Bieber sold his. Justin Bieber's the most recent one. That's the one I was thinking Mm. of. Yeah, he's recently... recently, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Have they? Yeah. 140 million, less than Katy Perry. (laughs) David Guetta, 100 million. It was just odd. Like, why? Why would Lee you sell Will your legacy? Yeah, I know, I know. It seems a bit weird. I wouldn't. Would you do it? Would you sell your back love? I think. Because you're getting a love of the songs. The argument yeah, is that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I did ask um, ChatGPT, our friend, ChatGPT, mm-hmm. what are some of the reasons why? So people do it for financial gain, lump sum, investment opportunities. Yeah, for the estate and buying. Yeah, them. estate planning, so they can buy property instead. Um, yeah, so tax benefits. No, hang on, no, I don't get that because, like, I get that, like, you're not going to be famous forever, but your music will always be there. And I mean, like, you hear all the time, like, artists who sell like greatest hits albums, uh, like thirty years after like an album came out. Mariah Carey's literally just re-released an album. Mm. So she, she writes her stuff. That's what I mean. I think it, there's a difference. If you write your stuff, I think you're less likely to do it. Well, so you'll get... So, so a lot of those artists we listed didn't write their stuff. Justin Bieber writes some. But surely then, doesn't Katy Perry then have to split that 200 million with the other people who created that that yeah, song, that record? See, so I guess in, in, if, if you're right, then I guess in that way, then Katy Perry probably would earn more money by investing in property or something like that. But mm. in the long term, I don't know. I just think that like your music is... That's that's your that's your legacy. That's what it depends how you see it. Like I mean, obviously Taylor Swift wouldn't do that because she sees it as like her her child. But Katy Perry obviously sees it as two hundred million dollars instead. <laughs> uh, risk management. The industry is unpredictable, so the value of music can. Maybe Katy Perry thought, you know what? It's it's album high. two was the one, and I'm now on album six. I'm gonna get two hundred million now or never. I suppose the cost, as I mean, look at music in the year 2000, where people mm-hmm. were like pirating it. It's only now kind of reestablished itself again as a stable market because of streaming services. But even then, there's the argument that they're not making as much money as they used Some to. people sell a back catalogue to invest in their future albums. So is that... Oh, to say write more, more yeah. to sell later on. Mm. Do you think we could, um like, if we ever make like 100 episodes or more of Come Below, do you think we could sell our episodes to people? No, what's selling? I'm like Taylor Swift. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to re-record them all by myself. I'm gonna. I'm gonna to. Um. I'm gonna deliberately sell my heart so that you have to then use. Yeah, I have to re-record. Yeah, I'll be you Ben version. Comment below. Ben Ben's version. version. <laughs> That's what you should call the episode. Comment below episode five. Ben version. <laughs> well, there you go then. So that's interesting, isn't it? That's so your back catalogue. Yeah, no, just Dan Wooten's career over. Maybe he could sell his back catalogue. I wonder if he he could release an album. He might release an album. He could sing. I don't know a, where he's going to go. He could sing a Trump rally, wasn't he? New Zealand don't want him back. When he didn't want back. Want him. Yeah, it's going to be Australia, America. Yeah, but you say that, but America and Australia's media is dominated by Rupert Murdoch, and he burnt his bridges in the UK with Rupert Murdoch when he just decided to dump the his son. son. Yeah, his son, the son, the son newspaper. That's true. So I won't lose sleep over worrying about that. Oh no, I don't. He, he's not going to live my brain rent free. Although I think he does yours a little bit. I no, no, he's that. That's done. Oh, that's it. You, you quit. You've stopped loving him. Dear poor Dan. I never loved him. You did. So, um, if people wanted to get in touch with us with their comments, their questions, their stories, subjects they want to get in touch with us, how do they do it? Well, Ben, I shall tell you. They can find us on X at comment below pod, Instagram at comment below underscore pod, or email us comment below pod at gmail 
If you're listening to us on your uh, podcatcher, then thank you very much. Please don't forget to rate us five stars if you enjoyed the show and mm. give us a reason why you enjoyed the show. Comment below. <laughs> Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, there, then you can also comment underneath the video and let us know. And anything. subscribe. And subscribe. Do you get them up. Get those numbers up. Oh, I would if you gave me a chance to say it. Not you, the people. Yeah, well, if you subscribe, then you can follow us for our other podcast as well, which is Faithful for the Traitors, which we're hoping to do a new series on very soon. Canada soon. The Canadian series is coming out very soon. Um, you can find us, although it's tricky to find us because I try to do us on YouTube. And um, it was difficult. But put in BAM, exclamation mark, productions. Mm -hmm. Failing that, put in uh, comment below podcast or faithful to the traitors podcast. And then you can find yes. us via that route. If you like listening to the podcast and you want to throw us some loose change, then go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash faithful. And you can help us fund this wreck that is comment below. Fund the lighting, fund the sound pads. Yeah. Our electricity bill. Yeah. Our cat. Our cat is the most important thing. Or tell your friends about us and get it oh, spread. Yeah, you could do way. that if you fancy it. Tell your friends. Tell them how good we are. We, tell them how crap we are. Don't we care. Need, just we get a <laughs> We need spreading. So spread it to everyone you know. Spread us like a disease, enjoy. not a virus. <laughs> spread us like Marmite on toast. That right. Toast that's so warm that it melts the butter, but you still have those little knobbits of butter that hasn't quite melted in the corner. Mm -hmm. Nice. So every week we end the episode with a Facebook mum quote of the week, which is, a mum, 9pm, bottle, bottle and a half of wine, gone, crushed velvet sofa. Oh, you set out the scene here? Yep, and they post a little quote on their Facebook page. So this week, we end the episode with these wise words. Drive careful on this road we call life. Dot, dot, dot. Because some people be switching lanes without a signal. <laughs>